All right, everybody. We're going to go ahead and get ready to get started here. I want to welcome you to the awakening for pastors and leaders. Uh, if, if you didn't know that this was the room that you're in and you thought you were going to a different one, welcome to a better one. Um, we're so glad you're here. And, and uh, if there's anything we can do to, to make you comfortable, you guys can just keep on eating. We're going to enjoy uh, this time together so everybody just kind of relax a little bit and, and we're going to dig in. Um, I'm pretty sure if you have never met uh, Pastor Stobel and you're not familiar with his ministry, he started Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh man, Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> 20 years ago, 1998, with about seven people. Since then, it has grown to 10 locations internationally, about 11,000 people in attendance on their weekend services. And they have a television ministry that reaches around 60 million people a week. This, it's, it's all over the place. And, and so it's just a, uh, Pastor Stobel is a passionate preacher and teacher and is, uh, has influenced, actually my wife and I, I'll just tell him, we, we got connected through the Awakening uh, fasting and prayer workbook. Uh, it, somebody found it somewhere and it got to our church and we started doing it. We started to see miracles happen. People with cancer were set free and healed and then people wanted, some guy asked for a house. God gave him a house in the middle of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it, was just a, it was just a fantastic thing. It's been a blessing in our life. So could we just do this? Just give a, a great big Welcome and, and show some honor and love and respect to Pastor Stobel as, as we are here. And I'm so glad to have him share with us. Thank you all very much. You can go ahead and, and be seated and, and keep eating. Um, so I want to put uh, the number up there. Um, Amber, because we want to do we want to do some Q and A at the end, and you can send in your questions while I'm talking. We might, uh, you know, I was just going to do a few questions, a, a few questions live, but I think if you know if one's on your mind, you can go ahead and text it in. And is that number up there? Yeah. And uh, and then maybe we'll do some live ones at, at the end as well. And so, what I wanted to do was um, was. Uh, Talk to you, talk to everyone, um, share a little bit about what God is doing in, in our church, and not to not to put anything on you, but um, you know what I'm really sensing is that that there's a there's a shift happening in the church. And I think that what we've been hearing for the last couple of days at the art conference really speaks into where that shift is heading and so um so i know you know people talk about you know still you're wired for revival and 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 i am and uh and you know the prayer and, and the fasting and all of that kind of stuff but you know god god wires you a certain way and uh many times you're wired for certain seasons as well and so what i hope to do today is just kind of share with you some things that, man, if you have a heart to, can you hear? Okay. If you have a heart to to uh, to see God move, um, 
you know, like like we've been talking about the last couple of days, and and, yep. and Jesus really show Himself in a much stronger way in your church. Maybe some things that I share today and kind of our journey could could help you, and maybe the Holy Spirit will confirm in you and speak some things to you uh, where where you could take some steps in that direction if God's calling you to that. Amen? Amen. Um, so I'm just going to open up in prayer, and, and then we'll roll. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for all these precious men and women of God here today. And Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me, Lord, and take what I say and just make it unique to each person where they are. God, we're just excited about this next season, Lord. We are excited about what you have in store for your people and your church. And uh, God, we're just so grateful to be a part in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 So, uh, so many of you know, thanks, T. Many of you know, um, you know, we've been praying and fasting for years, like, like many of you. And, and every year at the beginning of the year, like many of you, we do a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, so at our church, during that time, it's always a great time of revival when God shows up and things happen like Pastor Randy was sharing about uh, today. You know, we see a lot of healings and a lot of breakthroughs, and it's really a great season in the church. And then, you know, that three weeks uh, ends, and, and we're, we're on a higher spiritual plane, so to speak, but it, it just kind of dies down and things go back to normal. Yeah. Well, this year, as we were in the fast, pretty quickly... Uh, we could sense that it wasn't like other years. And God began to give us these really specific words, how this was going to be a banner year. I know, you know, as pastors, we always say, hey, it's going to be the best year ever, you know, banner year every year. But I don't throw things around like that. (laughs) But God, like I researched, like, okay, what does that even mean? I want to find out what it means to have a banner year. And then he gave us another word that he was going to restore in three months what the enemy has held up for three years. It's been held back for three years. And so all these powerful prophetic words started coming to us. And then as as we got into the fast, I noticed some really different things in this sense. I noticed that, yes, there were the usual healings and things like that and people getting set free and delivered, but this this was deeper in terms of, it was like prophetic building blocks. Like, um, you know, right off the bat, you know, I was praying, you know, like, Lord, you know, do a new thing. You know, Isaiah, uh, you know, excited about the new thing you're doing. And man, God spoke to me. God said, I'm going to do an old thing. And God spoke to me and said, Stovall, revival, true revival is not about something new. True revival is about restoration. Revival is about restoration. It is about restoring what has been hidden or what has been lost. And uh, and then the Lord just began to, to, to stir me up personally. And a lot of the things that you've heard at this conference really stir me up about repentance and water baptism. Hebrews, I've been, I've been preaching about Hebrews 6, 1 through 4. Pastor Chris talked about the laying on of hands last night. I, I've been, for the last two months, so we're, we're restructuring all kinds of things about those those essentials and not to repeat what Pastor Chris said last night but do y'all understand basically what it's saying in Hebrews is this is 101 like yeah. like 
if we don't, we're not even on the milk if we don't under really have a solid understanding and foundation of repentance. Yeah. That's what Greg was talking about. Yeah. Repentance from dead works. Yeah. Faith towards God. The laying on of hands, or the next is baptisms, plural. The laying on of hands. Now think about this. Then it says resurrection of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Realize laying on of hands is before resurrection of the dead. Then uh, eternal judgment, which which once again, and, and John was talking about that a little bit. It's it's the, these core things, you know, eternal judgment. How how can we really appreciate what we're saved for if we don't understand what we've been saved from? Right. And, and and so here's what God began to show me through this season of prayer and fasting that there were like these. These essentials, these core practices of the church that, not to offend, remember, I was, I was right. When I say these things, I don't mean to come off judgmental because I was doing them the same way just a few months ago, okay? So, so but, but these things about communion and water baptism and, and these different things that we've cheapened, or that we've devalued, and because of that, our revelation of Jesus is lesser. Okay? So at the end of the day, everything is about the revelation of Jesus. Everything. We're talking, listen, if we had a, 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 a a fuller revelation of what Jesus did for us on the cross, and what it means to take that bread... As part of his body in the new covenant, I'm telling you, a whole lot of the the racism uh, stuff. See, God puts all these things. What I'm trying to say is this, is that if we just do the things that God's already prescribed in his word, that heavenly pattern, so many of these things take care of themselves right off the bat. Not all of it, but a good degree of it. So much of what Chris is talking about, affirmation and identity and competition, all those things that so many people struggle with, man, listen, when there's the proper apostolic prophet, uh, evangelist, pastor, teacher, when when that proper apostolic and prophetic mantle with the affirmation and the laying on of hands and and speaking the word of God and the the gift into that. So much of that takes care of itself. So you think about what Paul told Timothy. Paul never had to tell Timothy, hey, don't, like, like, Timothy's questioning his calling. Why? Paul said, Paul Paul told Timothy, "Hey, hey, look, stir up the gift that is within you that is there through the laying on of my hands. Timothy knew that he was called because of the prophetic impartation that came into his life. Now, Timothy might struggle with fear, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. He might struggle with other things, but there are certain things that, that God began to show us that, man, all these things done the right way, Hebrews 6, the restoration of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, um, um, communion done the right way, water baptism done the right way. All these things, they have 
value. There's things, they're not just symbols. Anointing with, with oil, laying on of hands, they're not symbols. They're not water bath. I preach it for years. It's like your, it's like your wedding ring. You know, it's an outward symbol of your inward declaration. No, it's not. <laughs> it is just absolutely not that. It is so deeper than that. It has so much more meaning with that. I would pe- tell people, hey, get water baptized. You know, you're, you're, in this way you're identified with Christ. Water baptism is not about being identified with Christ. It's about being crucified yeah. Yeah. with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you go yeah. under that water, you're dying. That's your death. Yeah. Jesus did his death on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? This yeah. is, this is yeah. your ceremony um, that, that, that is just a powerful, powerful ceremony of the covenant that opens heaven, that it's your seal. There's, I'm not going to get into that. Where was I? <laughs> Am I on track? Oh, we haven't even talked. We haven't talked about these things. Okay. You're doing great. Okay. <laughs> I can talk a long time. Yeah. So I'm trying to. So, 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 so when we went through these, um, through the fast, there were all these prophetic building blocks, and and um, and so what began to you know fathers of the children to the to the. Or, or the hearts of the fathers to the children. The hearts of the children to the father. We started to see the power of testimony. We would we would see like, you know, God would do something in this person. So, you know, this atheist or whoever got saved. And then, you know, I would, I would feel led by the Holy Spirit to quickly get them on stage. Quick. Get them on stage. Tell people what God had done through them, and then God would use that person to speak to other atheists or people who were in the in the same uh, predicament. Yeah. Finding people that were sick or depressed, getting them to lay hands and pray for people that are sick or depressed while they are sick and depressed. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there, there was all this power of community and healing and restoring the power of testimony, which which you know. We'll, we'll get into, but that is just once again that has been law. You know, we overcome by what? Love the Lamb. Love the Lamb and testimony. Exactly, power of testimony. We have gotten so polished. Yeah. You know, let's get them in a room. Let's record them on video. Maybe that didn't sound right. Let's wow. let we we've gotten yeah. so yeah. and we miss the raw moment yes. yeah. of the move of God yeah. when it's just Jesus. Yeah. It's Jesus coming through. Yeah. And um and so God began to move. Now let me tell you about what began to happen in me personally, okay? You know, I've always, I mean, our church, you know, some of our staff is here. They could tell you, man, we have always, our, our filter is the outsider. And, you know, we've always believed, you know, you know, you do things in the right environment. This environment is for this, and then that environment's for that. And, and, and we have to think of the outsider and, you know, all those kind of things. We've been really blessed over the years. I, I mean, we have, we have seen our church grow from seven people um, you know, we're over like 14,000 now, um, which, by the way, we're actually over 15,000. 3,000 of those people have been in the last two months. Wow. Wow. So I, I, I'm saying that because I want you to see what the devil 
tries to make you think is, hey, if you step out and follow the Holy Spirit, you're going to lose people. The church is not going to grow. Can I tell you, it is the exact opposite. Okay? And I'll tell you this, our, our income in two months. Um, do y'all see why I'm telling you this? Because I know I'm a pastor too. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know, growth in this and cost. And if I step out, uh, what about these things? So our income, not only have we grown over 3,000 people in two months, but our income has gone up over $600,000 a month. Wow. wow. A month. How many of you know there's not a system in the world, there's not a, a small group strategy in the world that can, that, and I believe in all those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, watch, it's a different time. It's a different time. I want to commend all of you. I want to commend the church. I think that by the grace of God, we have done an outstanding job of being relevant and being safe and introducing Jesus and talking about the grace of God, getting integrity back in the community through serving and serve day and being the hands and feet of Jesus yeah. and not being weird and all of those things. Listen, so now we are set up. Yeah. Yes. Are you following me? Yes. For what God has for us next. Yeah. And God is always a builder. Yeah. He's, always, he's always moving us to a place that's going to bring a fuller revelation and demonstration of who Jesus is because it's all about it's all about Jesus if we can just get people to Jesus that that's what our job is he's the shepherd right he's the pastor of our church we're, we're the under shepherds we just want to we want to clear the way and, and, and get people to him so during this time God you know, God was speaking to me in the fast of all. You're you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to step out. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you. You're gonna have to be more led in, in services in your everyday life. So here's the best way I know how to say it. So God began to lead me in many ways that were contradictory to what I had learned. Yeah. Okay. So he would he would lead. So so I remember the first time that he wanted me to do an altar call for people that wanted to kill themselves and were seriously thinking about suicide. We got thousands of people in the church. So the Lord said, do an altar call. There's people here that are thinking about killing themselves. And and the, like seriously considering suicide. Okay, so right off the bat, here's my thing. God, that... I'm talking to myself. Well, that, that can't be God. This isn't the right environment for that. That could be shameful to people. Mm-hmm. Look, I've been trained well. Okay, I know how to, you know what I'm saying? I know how to argue scripture with God. I mean, I, 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 you know, that, that this is not the right environment. And what they're, you know, the kids are here, their spouse is here. And that's it's just a very private manner. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, so I'm, I always dismiss it the first one, the man, and then the Holy Spirit's like, just comes right back. And then it would come down to, I'll never forget this one time, and, and I'm going to go back to the suicide one. But it was, wasn't that one, it was another one a couple of times later. And I remember once again, I'm just like, that. Th- this is not the right environment for that. And man, you know what the Holy Spirit said? Stovall, 
whose environment is this? Is this your environment? Mm -hmm. That's good. I'll never forget that. And it was these, these, these things where, here's what it always came down to. I didn't have this word at first. This is kind of hindsight. Mm -hmm. um, it always came down to following God or self-preservation. At the end of the day, it, it was always about following God or self-preservation, me not wanting to be weird, me not wanting to look stupid, me not whatever. And by the grace of God, I would, I would step out. So the suicide, I thought, okay, I'm going to step out. You know, and I, the first I started doing these, you know, I just apologized to the church. Like, I'm so sorry. I know this can be delicate and, you know, all these kind of things, but I feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, there's people here that or maybe it's one, maybe it's two. You've been seriously thinking about killing yourself and, you know, you hate yourself and, and you're, you you really considered suicide. God, I know this is, there's a lot of people here, but God is telling me if you come to the altar that He's going to heal you. Come on. And, uh, man, I wait. And here come one person. Watch, watch, watch. As soon as one person started coming, people coming down from everywhere. They just needed one person where they could see one person where they realize, you know what? I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And then it's almost like the, the it this is what happens. All those people get down there, now watch then true community can take place. Okay? I understand small groups are very important. We, we have community. But I'm telling you, God wants us to have true community every time we get together, whether it's 20,000 of us or or 10 of us or, 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 or two of us. And so they would come down and, and then, you know, people would come down and, and, and pray for them and and the staff, and and you would just see this sobbing and this freedom, and then you know people that God had set free, you know, like they were thinking about that before they got saved or something, and then they would uh, come down, and so it's just it would end up being like this massive community uh, healing moment uh, in the church, and so so there was a, a series of things like that, a lot of them strong. Strong. Um, some would be strong calls to repent. Strong. Uh, strong calls to repent. Some of them would be about healing. Some of them would be about, um, you know, different things. And, and every time, if I didn't want to do it, it was always, okay, self-preservation or follow God. And uh, God would show up powerfully every single time. And then when that started happening, we started seeing the power of community and the power of testimony. And, uh, and so people would share. And I know what some of you think, well, like, like aren't, you, aren't you preaching? I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to do as little as possible. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you a whole other thing about preaching, guys. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's so many pastors, they are laboring under a yoke you are not called to labor come under. On, come on. We are trying to create messages. We're trying to come up yeah. with illustrations. Yeah. We're trying to do all these things. God, it, we're, 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 we're having to basically, you know, like have a, you know, MBA from Harvard to try to figure out all this corporate. I, listen, I did not get in the ministry for budgets and buildings yeah, and corporate on. and yeah, all that. Yeah, I got yeah, in the ministry yeah, yeah. to bring Jesus to people yeah, and God is going to bring yes. that back yeah. to the church. Yeah. And what I've learned is if I stay fresh and I stay in the Word, I can preach I'll preach six or seven different messages a week. Because mm -hmm. I'm not creating a message. I'm preaching the Word. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit will bring a message out of the Word. So I'll, I'll preach to the staff. Then, then, you know, there's... I mean, who knows what I'm going to share Wednesday night or, or Sunday. A lot of, you know. Okay. Where was I? Oh, the yoke and the building blocks. Yeah. Too many pastors are laboring under a yoke they were never meant to carry. Yes, 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 yes. Watch this. God is going to break that yoke off his shepherds in this next season. He is going to free his shepherds, and so his shepherds can free his people and lead his people. You've got to praise for that. It's going to happen. And, uh, So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then one, when, as soon as one person would come, that you know, here they come, and, and I was shocked. Man, I was just, I was shocked. Man, I remember we had an altar call. God, God said, there are a this atheist thing. We had seen so many people saved. I'm, I'm not talking about agnostics. I'm talking atheist. Mm -hmm. um, so many people out of the occult. Um, I had no idea there was this much occult uh, going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it's eye-opening. Even people that aren't totally in it, but their family mm -hmm. is in it. And, and all this witchcraft and, and these, these family curses. And to see them man, come down to the altar and just... Watch God, like wow, man! Yeah. Like I mean, like deliverance. I mean, like demons coming out. Yeah. I, I didn't know they had demons, and I love I love watching our youth because, like you know, when I got saved way back in the early nineties, you know, there was like the charismatic thing, you know, when people would fall out, and there was yeah. this kind of this mm -hmm. certain flow and whatever to it. Yeah. Remember all that? Yep. Well, the, I'll tell you what, this new flow, it's a lot more raw and it's a lot more violent. Yes. I'll tell you that. And we would see people come down and then, you know, we would lay hands with oil or, or declare a prophetic word and it's like a shriek. And I mean, bam, it is a hit the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what our youth call it. They call it, he's on the ground. It's on the ground. That's the new word for I guess fall out or, you know, get free. I don't know what. But that's the thing. Um, they're on the ground. And then here's the thing. And you see, and then to see 10 minutes later, 
to see him get up yeah. and you see the freedom and yeah. you see the the joy and you're just like oh my gosh what if I wouldn't have shared that prophetic word I think like how many people in our church would still be thinking about suicide how many people would still be oppressed and possessed like Jesus came to set the captives free and back to the atheist story keep me on track and uh, so I remember God was like you know they're atheists here and like basically they they need to repent now like it was like now and they need to repent and this whole thing I'm telling you I know we receive look we talk about uh, receiving Jesus we talk about accepting Jesus it's all true uh, we just we we need to add repenting okay like, yeah. like repent yes. The, yes. the repent when, when they don't understand repentance watch this Something doesn't take place that needs to take place. Yeah. Yeah. So much of freedom can happen right on the spot yeah. if we just do it the way yeah. that the Bible prescribes. And uh, we, we, we provide a safe fathering atmosphere for that to happen. So yeah, so anyway, so that was the, um, and I, I called up a, a, a former atheist in our church to, give that altar call and I just couldn't believe how many came down. Jesus. Sitting, you, in, our, sitting in our church. Yeah. Like, yeah, like what? Church <laughs> like, like, honestly, honestly, here's what I'm thinking. It was atheist. It was not agnostic. It was like, hey, if you're not sure about God, like it was like you were you were proactive atheist. And I'm thinking, man, this, you know, I know we reach people, but come on, God, how do we really have an atheist problem? And then I would I would I would say that the person gave the testimony. Here comes one or two. Comes like a hundred. Like, where, where are all these? How does this happen? I'll tell you how I think it happens. You know what I think? I think on that Sunday. God knew that I was going to choose him over self-preservation and I was going to say yes to that word and I bet you on that Sunday that somehow friends, family, relatives, people, interest, man, God loves people. He wants to reach people. And and I think somehow that Sunday a bunch of them were there. So there's two things. We have amazing questions. They're really good. But I really want you to tell the one about everybody in the room is going to say Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> How much time do we have? We have to leave here in ten in uh, forty minutes, and so I want to have time to. Okay. Okay. So then there was another Sunday. This was when Christine Kane preached, and so Christine Kane just preached, and and and. <laughs> I went up there to do the altar call, you know, because I do altar calls better than Christine Kane. And uh, I don't even know how I got up there somehow. And uh, and the Lord spoke to me and said, said, tell everyone no one can leave. No one can leave. Everybody in the building is getting saved. So my first thought was, that's not even biblical. That's not even biblical. And, uh, 
And they were just all, I can't get into the whole thing, but then the Holy Spirit reminded me on Acts 2 when they said, what must we do to be saved? And Peter said, repent. And God said, they're getting saved. And then there's this whole weird thing with these blood moons that somehow were happening over the U.S. And I thought these pictures looked so cool. I took these pictures, copied them off of Instagram. And and then that next morning, you know, that's where the scripture is in the in the in the moon shall turn to blood and all that so that it was like there was no way out and so I <laughs> and so I, I said uh, you know I'm sorry but no one can leave and uh, you know uh, warning warning cult cult run run you know you're thinking all, the, you're thinking all those things I'm, I'm thinking you know and uh I said, the Lord told me everyone in here who's not saved is getting saved today. And so what am I thinking? There's people in there. They brought their family, their friends. They know who's not saved. If, yeah. if it's in your family, once again, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look like a... I'm not going to look good. And, uh, and um, but what can you do? I, I, I had to okay. keep dying to self-preservation. Yeah. And so I said... Uh, Everyone, if you're not saved, and I just did acts, you got to repent. You have to repent, and you have to be baptized. We're not separating it anymore. We're not doing these. I don't want any eyes closed. I want lights up. I want everybody looking around. And, and don't come down here if you're not willing to immediately go out of these doors and be water baptized. Um, because watch, understand. The water doesn't save you. Okay? Yeah. Understand that. Acts 10, understand that. However, there is a whole component of dying to your flesh and yes. dying to the yes. world that takes place. That's why you see in the Bible they don't separate them, man. This this is this is like all Okay. That's, you can't go all the way there. That's a whole different topic. And we have to enter this question. <laughs> okay. So anyway, about 300 people came down and got saved and went immediately out in their clothes and were water baptized. So we've got to answer that. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You told me to keep you on track, so I did. Yeah. All right. There's so a lot to talk about. There is. And he can talk about it for like... A long time. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So there's some great questions, and a lot of them are along the same theme of not being uh, weird. But I do think there's some really some good stuff. So how do you reconcile keeping it organized? I'm going to read the ones in the same theme, if that's okay. Because okay. they all they all have like. Okay. Pardon me. Put my glasses on. I'm old now. Okay. How do we reconcile keeping an organized church? And um, how do we reconcile keeping an organized church and also put gifts, put trust in the Holy Spirit to release gifts? Mm. Um, and then here's another one. That one. Can you please dissect uh, discovering the balance between allowing the Spirit of God to move more freely in the moment spontaneously, not that He doesn't move in our mirac in miraculous ways in our planning, and maintaining the structure, timing, and other excellent facets of our service yep. in check, and not becoming uh, disordered or weird. And then another one, I'm pumped about this move of God as these progress, though. Who becomes the governor of whether or not the leading is actually from the Holy Spirit? Let's, let's do that. But you, the, I, the basically is, how do we not be weird? How do we 
how do we steward this and not be weird? Yeah, yeah. So, so once again, let's just let's just go back, okay? Jesus is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. Watch, watch. I'll be blunt here. You might be weird. But the Holy Spirit is not weird. I might be weird, but Jesus and the Holy Spirit are not. Okay? So so our our man-made thinking in good intention, I'm right there with you. I don't want to be weird either. But those kind of things, we're going to have to trust God as a God of order. Yes. Yes. We have time. We, we do. We have time limits on our services. Okay. And so, you know, I could get in the whole thing of the, I mean, that's the whole other thing, the cross and the altar and the table. That's okay. really a different thing. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's another chapter than this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. So God gave us some real simple things. It's do the Bible. So he said, Stovall, I need you to do Mark 6.12. Okay? need you to preach repentance. I need you every service to lay hands and anoint with oil and pray for people to be free and pray for be- people to be healed. You don't have to manufacture anything. You don't have to try. I just need you to do this part and I will do the other part. The other thing is this. So let's take worship, for example, right? There is a difference between time to worship and a time of worship. So watch, watch. Okay? So, let's say you have about 30-ish, you know, whatever. You know, you got to backtrack from when your service ends. You know, how long you, you, you have your service. But think about this. So, in worship, our, our goal now is, it used to be like we had to get through these four songs. And kind of God's time to move was somewhere within those four songs. But hey, we got to do the four songs, right? Why? Well, because that's just how we do church, right? We come in and we do four songs, and then we have eight minutes for the offering, and then we have three minutes for announcements, and then we have a 38-minute uh, message, and then we have, uh, you know, heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Just just put everything as dark as possible. Could you please put a pinky, a half pinky up? Maybe if you might need God, maybe somehow kind of want to if so, so uh, love. And if you did put your pinky up, if you could come back in nine months, we will water baptize you. You know, because that's real important. So I hope you can make it the three times a year we have. And so, I'm sorry. So, um, so it's like this. What's your time? You might have four songs, but you don't have to complete. I'm, I'm talking how we did it. We kind of realized, you know, we have four songs here. We might have five, but we're just going to flow. We know that we kind of got to wind down around this time unless there's a specific word uh, from God. And then the other thing, I'll... I'll Guys, preachers, girls, our preaching. I just want to ask you this question. How did Jesus preach? Did every message that Jesus preached, was it a 38-minute message with three points? No. Or did Jesus preach... And then maybe find the prophetic moment within. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. So there's a time. Okay, how long can we go? Forty minutes for whatever that is. But I would say say this: preach the Bible, and give the Holy Spirit yeah. space to yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. 
right in. You watch, you watch preachers. You watch how many times if you're aware of it, you're preaching something. Come on. And you yeah. I could I could yep. I could stop. But what do we think? I gotta yeah. get to point three. Because yeah. I only have forty yeah. so so it's it's a deconstruction first. Mm -hmm. So think about Jesus. Sometimes Jesus would teach and then he would heal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he would heal and then give people context for what yeah. just yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, which is easier to say, you know, your sins be forgiven or rise and walk. So yeah. so if we follow the ministry of Jesus yeah. and and this this pattern of trying to bring just let Jesus come in. Um it, it's it's just very ordered. He's yeah. <laughs> a God of, yeah. of order. And watch. You're the pastor, okay? Um, and and this, you know, that's why it's so important. This this whole apostolic thing that God's gonna restore. Do, do y'all understand? Watch right now, okay? The Bible says this: apostle, prophet first. Apostle first. This is First uh, Corinthians twelve twenty eight. Apostle first, second prophet. Watch this. Third. Pastor, and you can put teacher in there, and then it says, and then here comes the power, yeah, organs of miracles, and this, and and different kinds of tongues, and, and all that. Okay, and then in Ephesians four, like we're talking about unity in the faith, we've been talking about unity, but all the unity, if you look up, well, God first sets in order: apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor. Teacher, what for the edifying of the saints so that the church can come into oneness so that we can grow up in a woman? Watch right now, it's inverted. We've kind of taken out most of the apostle and prophet, which is why we have so many pastors struggling with identity and, and competition and questioning their calling. See, all of these things, so much of it takes care of itself if we just do it God's way, and because. There's some crazy person calling them, calling themselves an apostle, or there's some yeah. weird person yeah. calling themselves a prophet. We have this idea where you know we're just kind of better and smarter, and yeah. you know, apostle kind of means sent one and church planner, and you know the the the, the prophet. The, did you hear what John Gray said in there? Yeah. He said, I prophesied yeah. in 24 hours. You understand, yeah. we have to declare into yeah. the earth the seasonal word. Yeah. The, the, the call, I don't want to get into that. Okay. Here's what we have in the body of Christ right now. So the apostle and prophet have taken out. We have no disrespect to any of us teachers, just teachers. But we have the bottom trying to speak in to what the church should look like, right be like, wow. believe. It's 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 inverted. Maybe perverted. It, like do you see what I'm saying? Like 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 we've got this it, it, we've got it, we just have to do it God's way. I'm not I'm not smart enough. that's <laughs> what I've realized. Like I love it. God is He's simple. It's simple and sacred. Yeah. He's simple. And so so we follow God's way, and then that brings order. So watch. You, you, I'm talking to pastors, I'm talking to couples. It is our our job. I set the order in our house. Mm -hmm. 
I'll bring context to what is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would say the answer to that question is you determine if it's a, like a you, leading of the spirit and still with prophecy, we don't let people in the crowd hijack yeah. or um, yeah. the God and when God starts moving, I'm telling you, man, he is returning the fear yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. There have been some, so, I mean, it is pure fear, yeah. not like I'm I'm scared, not the right. unhealthy. Right. I'm like, man, God is here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It is. It is the fear of the Lord, and yeah. you. So it's that's our job. Yeah. Okay. We set the order. We keep things safe. Um. That's our our job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. Um. So good. Can I give you another question? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um. This is a really good one. This is a simple one, and I think it's important. When is when and where is your outlet for a more free service flow or free flow service type? Well, you know, we do, um, I mean, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So it, on Wednesday night and Sunday at 1130, what we do is because people have kids and, and people need to go and all that. So we, we design our services um, where it's an hour and 30 uh-huh. and we have a dismissal. And man, you know, I bless them. It's a, it's a, and and thank you. And then we have an extended uh, ministry mm-hmm. time. That's a really, that's worked really well. And I, I think that's worked really well because there are people who, you know, they've got babies, they've got, they have to go. Um, and for you to release them and say, okay, if you need to go now, this is the official dismissal. If you want to stay, go get your kids. Please don't leave them in the nursery. <laughs> and then, um, and then come back to the altar for we, prayer. We and, were just yeah. shocked. Like I'm telling you, you know how many nights I wanted to go home. <laughs> and just God, God won't leave. Yeah. Yes. It's really like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the last thing, the last thing I have to do is man. Listen, I can't, I can't go to a Wednesday night service for three hours. I don't have the strength or ability or whatever. I mean, we we've had some times God shows up. There's still hundreds and hundreds of people there. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's he's there. Yeah. You just want to sit at his feet. Yeah. You just yes. want to be there because yeah. yeah. Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. So, can I ask you another question? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another one. Um, when you are seeing people set free and delivered, what does your follow-up plan look like to get them into long-term health, discipleship, and community? Yeah. So watch. That's real easy. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> watch. Because when people. Meet Jesus, they come back. Yeah, wow. The leper, they got healed. He came back home. You know how easy it is for people to connect into a church where they meet Jesus. It's it's so so it's the same thing. We're we're changing our whole deal around Hebrews six and and so it's uh you know we 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 have a uh we have a guest reception but it all takes place at the altar just all happens there they get names and 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 uh yeah one of the things kind of they go bring their friends there it's can it's I speak easy a little bit around this because i i can tell you a little bit of the nuts and bolts about it because you do have to be responsible for that but um one of the false dichotomies that i believe has been set up is that you can't have everything happen in a sunday morning service um you can't and you, we believe that we, we believe, believe that, that we for 20 to, years we did but Part of that is because we don't give space for the altar. Right. Part of that is because the Holy we don't yeah, give yeah, the yeah. Holy Spirit a place to move. So we have to create a whole other arm of ministry 
which I love small groups. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're terrible to have. I love them, and I'm so grateful for them. They're They're so necessary. But people can connect with each other when the Holy Spirit's moving. I mean, you should see the when someone comes up to pray for you because you're getting off drugs. And you yeah. tell them, I'm getting, and you pray for them, and they get delivered, wow. or they hear, mm. they love you. Yeah. Yeah. They love to go to your house. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's not. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to people to go to small groups. We grew 3,000 people in two months. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the people are coming. They can't. They can't wait to get to church. They can't wait to. They, you don't have to beg them to go to growth track. You don't have to beg them to serve. Like, they want to do everything they can. Yeah. The Holy Spirit takes care of that for us, and then we don't have to carry it on our backs anymore if we get the Holy Spirit time to move it. But one of the things we did do is we did mobilize our staff with. Um, I think it was like we have some little cards or something that they give, and we said, no, "There's no more directing people to care. No more directing people to this. When you meet somebody at the altar, you everybody's on for a team." Unless you're assigned to another, you will get up. tell them about the altar. It's going to be a disconnect. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. So so we had a prophetic message. You know, like John Gray's been a part, and Stephen Furtick, and Rob Hoskins, and and there's been friends of ours that have really uh, been a part of this. But we had these prophetic messages, and and one of them was Rob Hoskins. We didn't realize that he, he spoke on the final day of the 21 days. About uh, what, out of Nehemiah, like before they could build the temple, they had to build an altar. You don't. Your first thing you build is the altar. Yes. Yeah. It's the yes. place of sacrifice yes. of meeting with God. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we've always, you know, how we cut our teeth. We call people an altar. We we understand that that component of ministry. But we got into it another month. This was different, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. God, that's this is just a whole other deal. <laughs> that was crazy yeah, that's when He told me to pray. To strike down the gods of Egypt, but we can't go there. But we can't go there. Mm. Boy, did that ever happen! We'll talk to you about it outside if you want. Yeah. So anyway, um, the next morning after that, and we got to tell them about staff prayer. Oh God, that's real important. Save that one. Um, So the next morning after that, God said, God spoke to me. He said, "Now build me an altar." Yeah. Night before, He told me to pray. And strike at, at our riot meeting. Go Sorry, up over all the kids. Our youth. Go up over all the kids and pray that I strike down the gods of Egypt. Mm. Okay, God, you know the the false gods a little bit have repositioned themselves yeah. uh, now, keeping people in cities and strongholds. Mm. And so I did that, and uh, that was an interesting night. I had some questions from the staff the next day, and uh, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> the next day, God spoke to me and said, now build me an altar. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, Lord, we, we have an altar. <laughs> he said, no, build me an altar. Yeah. And what I took from that is this is something much bigger, much more significant. I remember Rob's message on that. And um, so I called Matt, you know. I was like, you know, God said, build, build him an altar. And Matt's like, well, what do you... What am I supposed to do? And I was like, well, we just need to make it bigger. And, you know, it, 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 God wants an altar, so let's go. Let's, we're going to make it bigger, and, 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 and it's going to be sacred, all these things. So, so anyway, we, we did that, and man... Here's what, here's what God showed me. So all these powerful things, we don't have time to get into them, just these powerful miracles, revelations, 
you know, the three months, by the way, the three months, you know, remember God said he's going to restore three yeah. months? Yeah. So that three months actually ended on Good Friday, which was also the Passover. Yeah. yeah. It lined up correctly. And many of you know that's when I had this powerful encounter with yeah. Jesus. Okay. And one of the things that God showed me, watch this, was that the altar, the cross, and the table, the table of communion, mm-hmm. they're, they're three components of the same thing. Yeah. That is the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That is the power of the cross. Watch. Jesus was offered on the cross, right? right? So the cross was the ultimate altar. That was the altar where the lamb was slain, right? So the cross is the altar, but think about it this way. If you lay the cross down, well, then now that wood is a table. There's the body of Jesus that was broken. There's the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And so God told me that the, the altar is, that is, if you want to say, the central point for the power of the cross to initiate in the lives of people. And so that's a big thing that's been going on. So our goal now in services, we're we're trying to set the stage and follow Jesus for Him to show up. And then we just, Just we back away, let people meet Jesus, and then... Can I finish my thought about follow-up? Yeah. Okay. So I think they have a little. Y'all remember what I was saying about follow up? I'm trying to get as much in as we can. Um, so everybody has a little card in their pocket. If you're on staff, you go up to pray. We have a prayer team, but no, nobody can stand on the sidelines anymore. So everybody goes up to pray. You lay hands on people, and afterwards, you when they when you finish praying with them, say, "Hey, come meet me back up here after service, or you know, whenever I want to. I'd love. I want to connect with you." So you don't send them off to connect. You have a card. You give them your phone number. And so that was a stretch. Yes. <laughs> Never. Don't connect people to a place. Connect yeah. them to a person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, it, a, a person might be at a place. Remember what Pastor Chris said about touch? Yeah. We, we connect them to a person, not just a place. Yeah. So that's good. And so that's, that's what we want to do. We really just want to connect people to another person. And then we ask our staff, please connect with this person. Like, just text them. Just email them. You don't have to go have coffee, you know, unless you want to do that. But it's just to let them know, hey, I'm so glad I met you. I'm praying for you today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it is a little bit, it was, I think it's, I mean, it's working. Is that all we do? And then you just kind of walk them through their. Yeah. We, I mean, we had to kind of restructure We had to everything. restructure some stuff. But there is a follow-up process. It's much more person-to-person. Like our pastors now, many of our pastors, like Wyatt and Wayne, like we actually had to free them up from being behind a computer half the week, they're actually out doing ministry. They're actually out. uh, You'll be surprised. People, they'll get saved. They'll get delivered. They'll be like, man, my whole family practices whatever, some witchcraft name I've never heard of. Like my my kids, they're tormented at night. They have bad dreams. Well, you come over and pray. Well, you pray for, you will be shocked how much ministry there is to like do. We, we didn't realize how much capacity is just taken up just, with like entering yes. data and reviewing yes. metrics and all that sort of thing. Yes. And we do need to do those things, but our pastors need to be our, we, our pastors need to be pastoring people. Yeah. They need to be out in houses yeah. praying over people. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing. And having the same leading of the spirit. I mean, I was yes. in the mayor's office. Come on, the mayor's office. 
they're about to, you know, give us basically the initial okay to give us all this money for our dream center. And the mayor himself wasn't in there, but his team was in there mm -hmm. because he had, had an emergency. His team was right in. God was in there. And man, the Holy Spirit was like, give this word, prophetic um, word. Uh, Do you see? Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm in the mayor's office. <laughs> <laughs> millions of dollars at stake for the dream center. Yeah. I just say, you know, I'm, I just feel... I, I just feel led to share this. Man, I started speaking this prophetic word over the mayor's right-hand guy mm. in the office with his team. Tears started streaming yeah. down his yeah. face. Tears down another girl. It was like the holy fear and the yeah. love yeah. of God yeah. just came into that. Yeah. It wasn't weird. I spoke it, prayed. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we... So, this is a great staff prayer. Oh yeah, we want to talk about staff prayer. This was not a question that this was is my in, favorite thing. Key. We used to come in on Tuesdays, uh, meeting <laughs> after meeting. Yes. We would have all staff meeting. It would be like ten minutes of worship, five minutes of prayer, and then just metrics meet yeah. and yeah. talk about things. Numbers. Now here's what our staff does. Man, we go before the throne and we seek God for the the people and we win the battle on our knees for the weekend right there in the staff meeting. We pray over all of our church. So now our staff, then we minister to one another. We've had so many people healed and set free just on our staff. The staff prayer, that, that might go two or three. We don't put a time, we just... When we're done, we're done, yeah. you know? And, and there's been all kind of prophetic, apostolic, healing, nurturing mm -hmm. identity happen in that, you know? Let's talk about how like, your, your staff has to be expanded to help care. Yeah, it, and then, and then this, this, and also then that's when, you know, the staff ask a lot of questions, like, and, and because they have to be prepared to carry something like this, you know? And we have yeah. a church like ours, we have, we have a lot of, uh, campuses, locations like Josh and the o Orlando team. You know, we have Fort Lauderdale and and um, now Paris, and we have you know other campuses in the city and in DC and all that. And so, it, you you can't you can't force. This is not like a okay, hey, do these things. And it, it's like okay, mm -hmm. let me. I'm still processing, yeah. and it's just like this is Jesus, and it's like okay, and it's just little kind of little by little but something will and then there's a click and mm -hmm. there's further and there's a, another click and there's further we'll probably be doing that throughout the so year so one of the things that we realized um is that i mean to our discredit we have not taught our staff how to intercede and pray yeah we didn't model it if you if you know so how to pray then you know that that's better caught than taught. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to be in the yes. environment and yes. watch people pray. Yes. And that's yes. how you learn how to pray. Yes. And so that's how we grew up, but we did not model that to yeah. our staff. We yes. just assumed that everybody We've taught it. them how to how to pray, how to step into the prophetic. Yeah. We've we've so I good. mean it has been like every Tuesday and then even sometimes of my weeks a lot of times I'm literally in my office with different groups coming in and I'm teaching the Bible and I'm um I'm speaking prophetically. I'm calling out the prophetic uh, in them. Mm -hmm. Of course, Carrie's a big Carrie. Carrie's a big prophet. Man. 
Like, see, the office of the prophet, it's not that they give all these words. The office of the prophet sets in order the prophetic. Yeah. 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 From the apostolic. That so so where Carrie's really good at is she'll say this needs to happen for the prophetic to take place. Yeah. Yeah. We need okay, we need to be silent or we need to whatever. And um so that's one of the things that kind of leads goes back to one of the um, questions. It says, how do you how does this play out across multiple campuses? Um, streaming campus pastors and um, happen at one campus. Does what happened at one campus happen at another? So there was the, the gap was yeah, and then talk like a little bit of how not every campus pastor was comfortable doing this. So there was some training. Yeah, and some it's teaching. just you know. Yeah, all all of our guys, they're such good leaders and they have they, they have such a heart af, after God, but they have the pulse on their congregation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and so I get with them and then I I entrust them to to take steps and to follow God because I know that he's called our church to this. But you know, we're we're twenty years old yeah. in Jacksonville. And so we have a lot of integrity there. We have a lot of integrity in the city. And um, some of our campuses are a lot, they're, they're, they're new. And, um, and so I think God's going to work all that out in his timing. And I trust that. And there's still things that we haven't done with laying on of hands and setting some things in order, according to Galatians 6, 1 through 4. And I know when that happens, there'll be a greater degree of understanding. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Yeah. So... Before we uh, before we close out here in, in about ten minutes, um, I want to remind everybody that if you want to watch our Easter service, um, where uh, this was sort of a, the culmination of everything that God has been doing, um, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. So that would be a good thing. Um, okay, let me see. Oh, I love this question. How have you kept your heart and ears in tune with humility to obey the voice of God? Has there been a moment that you've missed it that made you think, I will never choose myself over God's voice again? Yes. Yes. I've not, I, there were a couple of moments where I didn't follow that death to self-preservation. Mm-hmm. I can think of two specifically, and both times I saw what would have happened yeah. if, I, if I would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because something else happened that, and I was like, man, so. Yeah. 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 None of us are per- That's right. perfect. Right. God, God just wants us to be open and to follow Him. And I, I'm, I'm, what I'm convinced is this is that there has been a shift yes. in the church. Yes. Amen. Okay? And the Holy Spirit wants to bring a greater revelation of Jesus. It's all about the revelation of Jesus. People say, oh, well, look at all these miracles and and cancer healing. All those things are great. All those healings, they're awesome. This is not about signs and wonders. This is about the revelation of Jesus and the church returning to the old, sacred way of, 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 of helping to get Jesus to the people. When Jesus... That's where everything comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Um, okay, so I'm gonna let, can I let you look through these real quick? Yeah, but how long do we have? Ten minutes. I don't ten. know. Five minutes? You want to take questions from the crowd now? Or these are... Yeah, do y'all want some questions yes. from the... Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so you guys have been building a great church for 20 years. We're 21 years old. You've been fasting, praying, worshiping, preaching, building an amazing church. What initiated this move? 
other than what you were doing that you should have been doing all those years? It was it was sovereign. It was, just it sovereign, was sovereign. We entered like I'm saying, we do the 21 days of prayer and fasting every year, and we entered this year, and it was different. And the things God started speaking to me were different, powerful, yeah. overwhelming. And so that it was all God. There was nothing I could. We've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, great question. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes the, the problem with the church is we try to institutionalize every new great idea. Yes. And so if the shift's coming, okay, now we're going to go to the conference that's doing the new shift. And so how do we, how do we take this concept that's 20 years in the making for you and begin to unlock that in our spirit rather than just do it because you've moved with what, 3,000 people and now you have more money. Great question. So watch this. So this, there's not going to be any conference off of this. And then the other thing that it, that is like this isn't about a person or even a church. This is about God's people. So you, as God's appointed man over your church... I would pray, Lord, what steps can I take for our people to have a greater revelation yeah. of you? That the, and and personalize it and 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 I feel like that's a great start. Please, if I hear any of y'all going to your churches Sunday and saying all the atheists are getting saved or something like that, don't don't do that. You know, um, God God has a uh, it's it's about you and Jesus. This is going to be, Pastor, listen to me. This is going to be about you and Jesus. And Jesus is going to give you different things and things that he's not given me. You know, you know what I'm saying? And can I just add this? You, there's no way you can't manufacture or make this happen, but you can make space for it in your heart. And then say, God, if you want, how do you want to fill this space? And he will, whatever he wants to do, he will contextualize it to your people because he loves your people more than you. Who had to? Yes, you. So the question was for the recording, do you don't you think that there was a preparation ahead of time to bring humility and that surrender to God before God gave this to, gave you this to Stuart? Yes, pain. <laughs> Three years of pain. So, yes. But I'm sorry, the other one. But it, it, yeah. So there was, there was, there was preparation, and um, but you know, I, I just, I just don't want, I, I don't want y'all to think that, um. Jesus has anything less for you than he would have for any other church or any other pastor. That's what I'm you know, because he he is for all of us and he he just he just wants people to know him and uh, but that's a very good question. Yeah, first um, 
Can you pray for me? Number one. <laughs> number two, when did you start? Uh, when was the shift in your staff prayer? Um, mm -hmm. God is doing something crazy. You're awesome right now on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying, it sounds like you've been like hanging out with us or vice <laughs> versa. Awesome. There's something going on here. There's yeah. something yeah. going on. It's, it's going around. And you can, you there's can a hunger. Start. Yeah, there's, there's something going on. Yeah, you know, I, when I know. When did it start? When was the shift? And the staff, and I just, I think we, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what big shift was when I realized when God started moving and when I realized in our staff, which is 100% on me, and it was embarrassing, man, I was embarrassed, not like Jesus was embarrassed, I mean, I was embarrassed as a pastor, I hadn't, so much of our staff, I hadn't taught like, how to really pray? How to? I mean, like, like warfare, like approach God, like yeah. step into authority, like, yeah. like, like, um, um, so many. Of, so when that started happening, it, it, the, that's when the shift started. I'm take they one started more question. opening it. And um, this gentleman in the greenish color shirt, um, he's been raising his. Sentence. And there's, I'm gonna say this: there is no degree of God showing up more when I'm there or not. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, good. it's, it's, good. it's gonna happen tomorrow night. Some, sometimes we have we have kids up there. Yeah, sometimes oh, preaching and praying and, and prophesying. There's so much we could talk you, about. There's so much like, we could talk about. Okay, yes, one more. Yes, sir. I have the same question. I believe in supernatural impartation. Would y'all spend the last few minutes just praying this over everyone's emergencies to receive this yeah. supernatural Sure, yeah. Uh, um. You have to dismiss? And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. See, but now the way I believe I do have to lay hands. That's my problem. That's my problem. You see what I'm saying? You know, so, so. What, what do we do? So we'll pray, and, uh, and we'll do a, just walk out, just touch it. And what I'm going to pray is I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray that you, that everyone have a fresh vision and revelation of Jesus for what he's called you to do and 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 your church in this next season. Amen. Everybody hearing that, this is a four I'm just I'm just I have to just speaking from my heart. Yeah? Amen. So we'll pray and we'll uh we'll dismiss and, and maybe we could do like a a fast. Yeah. A fast line, but I, I don't have any oil. I'm just so by the book now. Okay, we don't have any oil. We're gonna just trust in the grace of God. Oh, you got oil! Come on, man. I can talk. I got oil. Listen, I'm just telling y'all. The Bible, it's. It's a lot more literal. It's not just, oh, here's these things. Let's kind of generalize them and we can do this. No, there is a heavenly protocol that establishes order and the revelation of Jesus. And I just want to go with the protocol. 
Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we love you, and we just thank you, God, and everyone that, that comes forward right now, just carrying on together. Father God, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit, God. We thank you what you're going to do in, in your pastors, Lord, your apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And Lord, we just lay hands and we anoint them right now, Father, for the impartation of the Holy Spirit to bring the revelation of Jesus, Lord, in your vision for them in their church in this next season. We give you all the thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right. Oh, thank you. Oh, nice.